Hi, you're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Hey, welcome to Boggy Talk. We hope that you are doing well and happy uh, day after President's Day, because, <laughs> you know, that's a deal. Uh, <laughs> How are you doing, buddy? You're I'm great. I, I don't know. I was laughing at you before we even got started. I don't know why. Because I had to clap three times to get the, a right cue on here. But well, uh, you have a you have a boggy talk voice. It goes away as the podcast. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, start a little lower. Start, I feel like the hey everybody. Yeah. it's got to be a little and more. I, I laugh because it makes me think of like I know some guys that are pastors oh. and they talk in a totally different <laughs> voice, and so they'll be like, you know, blah blah blah, and then they get up and they're like. Join, uh, join so, with me, Lord. Man, Lord. it's so funny. David story. Platt's a little like he is, that. Yes, yeah, he's like, got like a preacher voice. You know? I had a friend in college who was just like, we called him, he had a prayer voice. Like when mm-hmm. he would pray, he would mm-hmm. pray totally differently. What I didn't know is that that was a joke we all made about him and that he didn't know we made about him. And one day I was Oopsie. like, oh, dude, you were using your prayer voice. And he was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my goodness. And my other friends oh, were like, cut it, cut it. Oh, he, would be, he would just be talking. Then it would be like time to pray. Oh. He'd be like, Dear God. Daddy? Did he say daddy? No, he wasn't. Oh, okay. No, he's not okay. that guy. Okay, right. uh, But okay. it was just funny. And uh, yeah, so different voices for different things. Uh, but uh, do you have a good uh, day off yesterday? So, I know you love the fact that the office is closed on President's Day. You know me so well. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's so funny. Uh, it's but, getting... I think it's too far now, Justin. Oh, I think you know funny. me too too oh, well. No, too no well, yeah. I actually Christy actually went uh out of town for mm. like two days. Um and Good so for I you, held Christy down the Ross. fort. I held nice. down the fort. Oh cool. By that I mean I built a fort <laughs> right. and protected myself from <laughs> my six children. You're not allowed to come in my bubble, yeah, yes. children. You're on your own. There's uh, waffles in so, the freezer. Uh she uh is uh on her way back right now, and so I mm. am rejoicing in the Lord. Yeah. Uh, because mm. when I get home tonight, <laughs> there'll be a be warm there. meal. <laughs> Right. She literally was going like 30 hours. So, you know, you know, isn't it funny when like we go out of town, people like, you know, like, oh, you know, they just think their wives just handle it, which they do. But like he, we are our wives go out of town. People are like, are you okay? Are you dying? Like, I do, dude, you know, if it's people had known this in advance, somebody would have brought me a meal. Yeah, There's just, like no doubt. Dad. People sometimes do that for our wives. Yeah. Too, oh, they absolutely they do. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But I was just saying, anyway. it's just funny how differently treated. But, but yeah, my parents were here this weekend. My brother and his wife came in town. Man, I, love, nice. I also love David and Ann. They're great. They're Ann great. listens. She she has, she does. She'll, she has like a very subtle way of making sure I know that she heard yeah. something I said. So she'll <laughs> probably do that about this. Exactly. She's, yeah, they are, they are faithful listeners of Boggy Talk. And hey, we've got the parenting conference coming up this yes, weekend. Yes, speaking of parents. It's going to be great. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, Paul Purvis being here, his mm-hmm. wife Kimberly, uh, mm-hmm. sharing in sessions. But also, they're actually in some breakout sessions, too. We have some great leaders for the breakout sessions, uh, people from our church. It's going to be great. If you haven't registered, you are past the deadline. But um, you know what? We're a church of grace. So I bet if you email... Go, oh, Boggy Talk. Can we get a discount for our Boggy uh, Talk listeners? Because uh, that you, makes us sound email, like a legit podcast. Email Michael at Church on Base. will be like, James and Justin said... Said on Boggy Talk, we can still register. If you enter code BT23, <laughs> you will get in uh, for the same price <laughs> as <know>. everyone else. <laughs> but uh, hey, that is uh, that's the truth. And we're talking about truth. That was a terrible yeah. transition. But um, so today for our topic, we're talking about uh, being truth tellers. And really, we're following up. Um, a few weeks ago, we had Tara Beard on here, uh, who shared mm-hmm. about her experience in, in a local church. And one of the things she talked about is like, when it's when is it time to call things out? When is it time to be uh, that voice who's raising the red flag? And so what we want to talk about today is when 
and how to be truth mm-hmm. tellers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are, you know, the gospel is truth. Jesus says himself, he is the way, the truth, and the life. Um, and we are called to be people who tell the truth, who hold to the truth, who hope in the truth, and who proclaim the truth. So the truth will set you free. That's right. Uh, you know, that's that's in a, like a John Grissom book in a movie. Like I forget what it is, and it's so quoted out. They're like they've like made some like crazy discovery, and they're like, and the truth will set you free. I was like, that's not what the Bible verse is talking mm. about. I thought you were going to talk about a few good men. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> that's truth. Well, you know, yeah. Jesus, maybe we can't really handle Some I don't know. Truth. But so how do, let's, let's just keep using this. cliches for 10 minutes. <laughs> well, they're not cliches. Some of them are scripture. I probably shouldn't <laughs> have said that. Away? Probably should have called Jesus' uh, words a cliche. Now, Hobby Lobby does that for yeah, us. Yeah, so. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, oh. Uh, Sorry, Hobby Lobby. Speak of the truth. Um, there, there you go. But so <laughs> passive aggressiveness is what I've found is the best way to speak the truth. Yeah, that's right. Just l- say what's true, but in a nice way where yeah, people, yeah. Um, or just you know, like a, a it's kind of like a, the bless your heart, a, a low key way. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about this. How do we tell the truth? When do we tell the truth? And how do we do this in a culture that doesn't really recognize a truth? Mm, those are three really good questions. Can we yeah. tackle those one at a time? Let's go for it. Your first was, how do we tell the truth? How do we tell the truth? Um, well, the Bible tells us how to mm-hmm. tell the truth. Uh, Ephesians chapter four, verse um, 15. Uh, and just for context here, this is in Ephesians chapter four, where it's talking about God's gifting of the body, him calling leaders. Mm. The purpose of those leaders is to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for maturity. And then he, he specifically says, so they may no longer be... Ch- Children tossed to and fro uh, by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, Mm, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes, rather speaking the truth in love. We are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. So, you know, for the Christian, uh, I think that that text implies that when we see someone who believes something or is following something or is practicing something that is not in line with maturity in Christ, uh, consistent with his word, uh, that we are to speak to them. Uh, but we're to speak to them in love. And so, you know, I think the first thing is we really have to ask, what is our motivation? Right. Here? Like, yeah. why why do we want to talk to this person? Mm-hmm. Is it to be right? Or is it because we're genuinely concerned about them? And that majorly affects how we speak. Yes, 100%. I think one of the things we have to recognize in telling the truth is that uh, if you are just telling the truth to someone uh, because you want to be right, um, you're really just kind of being Pharisee in many mm-hmm. ways. You're just mm-hmm. being, you know, it's just really this way of really propping yourself up. The motive has to be love. Um, yeah. And I think there, there is this, I won't say gray area, because one of the things that I I, I feel my in myself mm-hmm. is sometimes I'm like, you know, I have this, I just think you, truth is best told in relationship mm-hmm. because people know you care. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, and strong relationships can bear the weight of truth. That's great. That's but great. that that strong relationship can also be an idol mm-hmm. uh, that good. can cause us That's to not stuff, tell the Justin, truth. Wyatt. You know, uh, I was having this conversation actually recently with a friend because. Um, are y'all still friends? We're still friends. Okay. I, so your well, she was actually confessing. You know, she was talking to Christy and she was telling how she was had this really great conversation with a friend that she knew she needed to like bring out something that she had seen uh, mm. from a post and just say, I need to talk to her about this. And Was it my Facebook post? I, I, was, I was actually uh, talking to Christy about okay. why she doesn't uh, keep you from tweeting something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but she said, she's like, I actually responded. We had a great conversation and I knew, that, and I was just, 
really felt prompted by the Holy Spirit to, to, to say this. And I knew I was supposed to do more, but then, um, have a follow-up conversation. But then I, she's like, but then I just got scared that mm-hmm. she was going to reject it. And I just kind of backed off and I knew I was wrong. Mm-hmm. And it was a really cool way for, I mean, I'm really thankful that she shared that, but it's a great picture. I think of what happens to a lot of us mm-hmm. in these situations is that we get worried of what people are think going to think or that the relationship can't handle it. Um, so I think one is invest in strong relationships and so that you can do this, but then also don't hold those relationships up as Mm -hmm. an idol over Mm -hmm. faith and what God can do in those relationships. I know I struggle with that sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but it's not an excuse. I I think, I think that, you know, we need to ask, do I have this, has this person given me permission to speak into their life? Um, because that really does, I mean, in certain is anyone else affected by this? If so, then, so then maybe there's a greater urgency in saying this truth, right? Like this is affecting people who they're working with. This is pe- affecting people who are around. So like, I'm not just saying this because I see this person's problem. I'm saying this to protect others. That's, 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 that's different. Um, so, and maybe we'll come back there in just a second, but I think if, if it's just something you see somebody doing and probably is affecting other people, but you don't necessarily know, um, you know, given the severity of it, you, you just may, it may not matter what you have to say. And so it's not that you're not right, um, but they, they haven't given you permission. I think as believers, the interesting thing is certainly for a part of the same church, we actually have given each other permission right. uh, to speak into situations. Um, and secondly, um, really as believers, we've given each other permission mm. as other believers to speak into it. But I think kind of going with what you were saying, I th- we have to recognize the strength of the relationship and that's going to affect our communication of it. Um, and really even how much of it we say necessarily, you know, and, right. and, and sometimes, sometimes it's a multi-step Right. conversation. Like I really, I'm going to say this in conversation one, then if that's received well, I'll go, I'll right. go further. Um, and trusting the Lord for the process. And there's not a clear cut recipe. I mean, there's mm-hmm. good advice on how right. to do this, but mm-hmm. there's not a, there's not a black and white, right. Speaking the truth and love is black. And right. White. And I think, you know, when it comes to telling the truth to someone who professes to be a believer, right. um, it does matter what, are they a new believer? Are they, mm-hmm. where are they in their faith? Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like when you said that it made me think of like parenting a child, like you yeah, don't like, good. there's there's steps in the process of bringing them to maturity and you don't, um, you know, teach them how to, uh, to run a marathon when they can't walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's baby steps involved in this. And, and I think there's a, there's, there is a gauge on how mature someone is and you're walking with them. But also there is, I think it's a different story uh, where people are, you know, proclaiming the truth to a world or a culture that, you know, is not professing Christ. And then we feel like we have to correct everything. And I think um, there's a different, do you think that there's a different way to handle that? Uh, Talking to a Christian and non-Christian about the truth and how, what is that way? Yeah. I mean, you, but you, in your first question, you said when there's different concepts of truth, like a Mm -hmm. non-Christian really has not said, yeah, um, I believe that, uh, God knows what is best for me, and I should be living my life along those standards. So um, you have to almost come at it from a uh, personal appeal versus a God appeal, mm-hmm. you know? And so um, I think that's okay. Like the the danger there, and, and we see this amongst church leaders, is is you begin to elevate 
yourself and, and your like, so we'll just use the Andy Stanley thing for a, a example. Cause I think that's an easy one, you know, like Andy Stanley has probably said things that don't necessarily fully represent God's word in the way he's communicated it. And I think the, I think the reason why is because um, now he's motivated by keeping people coming, hearing what he has to say and believing they'll, they'll change. And so I think in a smaller version, there is a danger like in the personal appeal where we're like, okay, now they, they like my advice. You know what I mean? And we're never really pointing to God. However, if we are people who love Jesus, Jesus is at work through us. And so I think it's it's our speaking the truth and our compassion for that person mm. that they begin to be like, why do you love me the way you love me? Right. Why do you have the wisdom you have? And it's like, well, everything I have is coming from God. Yes, that, and that's so the then key they right begin there. to look to God. Mm -hmm. That is so, the key right there. So where the where, where with a Christian, I can just be like, hey, this is not what God wants for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm hey. not judging. I mean, but I am because we are called. We do. We can judge. Yeah, the church, yeah. I mean, not judging from the perspective of I'm better than you, but it is like, hey, this is we are we are called to press to the truth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just think I think you have to find common ground, and 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 ultimately, like again, as long as your eyes are on God, like you understand. I mean, there is a common ground of humanity according to the Word, you know, and ultimately we know the source of that common ground. Mm -hmm. So anyway, my. My, Your my buttons, buttons keep rubbing yeah, on right. the shoulder. So hopefully you guys don't hear that on Boggy Talk. If you do, who cares? Hey, hey they're, they're with us. If they listen yeah. this far, they're with us. So yeah. I think too, you know, it, what is important in this is that sound doctrine does matter. That passage you, you yeah. quoted from Ephesians 4, he talks about not mm -hmm. being blown with the wind of, you know, every right. weird yeah. doctrine. And, you know, I, I saw this, this is a paraphrase of a quote that I saw, but it's basically this, the, the danger in this is not that we'll accept all lies as truth, but that will be so convoluted by the lies that we can't recognize the truth. Good, yeah. Um, I wish that I thought of that, but um, I'm not that smart. But I just think that's so true because we are inundated with many different messages mm -hmm. and it's hard to tell the truth. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think that is, we see that play out on a, in, in our culture with the news and there's different angles and there's different perspectives on the story. And it's hard to know what actually happened because there's so many different versions mm -hmm. of what happened. The same thing happens to us, you know, when it comes to doctrine It's we've got to know the truth. We've got to press into the word. Um, so a question would be is where, when do you draw the line mm -hmm. of like, mm -hmm. uh, when to, when to, raise the red flag, when to confront, um, and what's a big enough deal to, to bring it up. Um, and That's I'll, a great question. I know I, I, the question, I, I think there's secondary issues. Like, let's just say that you and I, um, have a different way of, of parenting. Like there's, there, there's, there's truths that the Bible says about parenting, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of grace and a lot of things, a lot of different ways to parent that mm -hmm. ultimately can potentially lead to the same result of raising mm -hmm. children who mm -hmm. love Jesus, who love others, who you know live for the kingdom. Um, so if you're parenting in a way that like it's going to work for your kid but not for mine, we don't need to draw a line there, or judge. But if you're ignoring your child or neglecting mm -hmm. your child, or mm -hmm. it's like you're like, well, I'm just letting. You came to me, which you would literally never do this. It's like, hey, I'm just going to let my children figure out their own way uh, <laughs> in what they believe, yeah. you know, which ultimately they do have to do that. Right. Uh, I would be like, James, that's wrong. Right. And here's why, yeah. you know, and I think that's, you know, there's, there's secondary issues that are more practical matters mm -hmm. that we don't, we don't, we live in a culture that, uh, in a world and, 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 and church culture specifically that loves to make every second district mm -hmm. secondary issue, this major issue and 
you're not with me or you're a, you're a liar because you don't agree. I don't know. But I think those secondary issues, just gosh, there's so many other bigger issues going on. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So with that one, um, a clear example of that would be if if a family who I knew loved Jesus or professed to love Jesus, like hardly ever went to church, you know, I would say to them, well, hey, you know, the scripture says not to forsake the assembling of ourselves as a manner of some, but to continue meetings together, meeting together in order mm -hmm. to stir up love and good works, especially as you see the day approaching, Hebrews chapter 10, yeah, verse 24 and 25. 10. Yep. So I would say like, hey, yeah, that's just the scripture says that. I would even now say, how do you justify you know, what you, that in light of the scripture, I would ask it as mm -hmm. a question. And I'm a very bold person, blunt person, and I still would pose that as a question. But if somebody said, hey, you know, if I saw their kids maybe not making great choices um, and they were, and they, you know, it's because of schooling choice. Mm-hmm that's not really in the scripture. Like it's just the responsibility, train your child in the way they should go is in the scripture. Mm -hmm. So that would be more of like a, let's speak to why you've made the decisions you've made mm -hmm. and why you're doing what you're doing. So, so I think, you know, to try to discern the heart of the motivation. So um, I think the appeal is different when one's black and white, it's like, I'm asking as a question, but really they're not doing what the scripture says. And the other it's this, it's this kind of freedom area mm -hmm. But I want to know why they're doing what they're doing. If they're by, you know, close to me. So I, I don't know if that brought any clarity. <laughs> I, it does. It's clear right. in my mind. Mm -hmm. But Well, and I think the, the position you're I also in. like blacked out there for a second <laughs> when I was talking. <laughs> well, I think I was trying to say in a way that I wasn't. Like, I was thinking of a couple conversations I've had in mind. I didn't want the yeah, people you don't to want know. To think, yeah, well, I think too. like Because somebody the, might be like, ooh, I know who he's talking about. Right. <laughs> but the position of being a pastor too is different because like there, you don't want to, we've talked about this, how you don't want to give an example. And it's like, they're talking about me. No, not really. Like, but also recognizing that, you know, there, there has to be like for these relationships to, there is a place you come from a place of love. Like this is yeah, a place of yeah. like, we want, we want, and I want like as the body of Christ, you want people to, to know him. And that's where we press into it. What's so funny is today we were, we were, and I don't know if everybody fully relates to this, but myself and uh, another pastor in the area, we're talking and we're talking about some struggles with young pastors. And he was saying like, how some of them want to imitate me, which why you would want to imitate me, I don't know. And he was talking about me being blunt and having a clear vision. And he was like, but I also know those same, because some of our senior adults, like they're just amazed by how our church has changed. Mm -hmm. And the guy said, but I also know you were with that person in the hospital and I saw you hug right. that person on the shoulder. And so like, that's right. I think that's just a personal example of like, I do think sometimes like mm. James Ross, and, and again, I'm not anything impressive, but like is pretty blunt and says yeah. things pretty like mm -hmm. directly. But most of those same people who you would think would be offended by it, like I have, I love them. And so right. I've been there for them mm -hmm. and I am available to them. And I would just say like for any leader, that's valuable. And, and you can never do everything for everybody, but also for our children, for our spouse, like, you know, it, it, it is, it is the care for people. You know, what's the old saying? People don't know how care, how much you, they don't, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. That's true. Yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> it's cliche. true. That is not in the Bible, but, but it it's is cliche so true. for a reason. It's right? true. Absolutely. It's true. I think what you're saying is it's, it comes back to relationship is that you can be the most blunt with people because if, 
with the people that you're closest to because they know that you care. So, and I think that that is that is you went when we talked about the non-believer, like the you do have to appeal to the compassion and the right. mercy and yeah. the love you've shown. Because and it's that fake is, it you'll, yeah, last, if you're just right, hanging yeah. out with somebody as a project, like people see through that. Yeah. But if you tell the truth and they know that you're coming from this place of love and compassion and burden for them um, and, and that your love for them isn't contingent upon the potential decision you may make, uh, that speaks to people. And I pray, I pray when I came to this church and I pray in conversation. So Tara and I are actually having a conversation with somebody who disagreed with some of the things we're saying. Uh, we're meeting, you know, soon. And like, my prayer is like, as we sit down about this, like, Lord, show your heart through me. Cause I know, like, I'm not perfect, but I love you. And that's why I'm having this conversation. Mm -hmm. And so like, even as a leader, like, Lord, I do love you. Like help other people to see that I love yeah. you. Like, I don't want to prove to them I love mm -hmm. you. I want you to show them uh, that stuff. And so I think, you know, that's so mm -hmm. important. And also recognizing this, like sometimes the initial reaction is going to suck. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, it really does. Yeah. It mm -hmm. doesn't always. Mm -hmm. In fact, I would say more often than not, I'm surprised at people's mm -hmm. humility. Right. Um, but uh, it does often and you just have to deal with it. You yeah. Know? Something you just said. Maybe I think I've about. said to you before, like say, speak the truth to me. I might be defensive. Yeah. Like, well, we, we, we right away. All, I mean, that's yeah. our first reaction is to be defensive. And I think, but slap me in the face, and you <laughs> come do. On. You do. You know, so. it's, but it's like we. But it's so great. It's so freeing. And I guess we we got to close it out. In yeah, here, but yeah. It's, all good. I, it's usually you saying, "Hey, we got to." <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> but. I think I feel like that was some kind of passive aggressive. No, no, statement. no. I'm just saying it's usually me. I'm just saying it's usually me rambling, and you're I'm like, "All right, let's go." Wait, are you saying um, I'm rambling now? No, 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 no. It's not usually. No, you're putting who do you words think has in a, my Who mouth. do you think has an easier time just telling the truth out of me and Justin <laughs> based on this conversation right now? Right. All right, keep saying what you're going to say. But Sorry, <laughs> it's freeing to know that even in telling the truth, we don't have to prove anything. Mm -hmm. Like you were saying, like how I pray that they see this. Like we don't have to prove any. Like Jesus. Jesus proved it all. He paid it all. He proves it all. You know, like he proves himself he, over and over. Right. right. So I think just rest in that. Don't don't be a jerk when you tell the truth. Be compassionate. I think that that sums it up right there. <laughs> don't be <laughs> Speak a jerk. Speak the truth in love. <laughs> You'll yeah. find that sign of Hobby Lobby. Don't be a jerk. Yeah, and be I, compassionate. Just in the doctrinal issue, like I just feel like mm -hmm. if you take a an approach as this person is my equal, and so you want yeah. to, even if you think they are so Crazy, wacky, so wrong. Yeah. How did you get? Like, mm -hmm. how did you get to this place? Yeah. God's grace. Yeah. Mm, so, I mean, good. like, really, like, why do you believe what you believe? And you know, what's interesting, let's talk about social media. You know, I think, I think you have to really realize in social media, everybody is coming at it with their own filter and agenda and you have to be very sensitive to that. And so when they question you, like, you just have to be ready. Um, so, you know, if you don't, and if you don't want to deal with that, then don't post it. Mm. You know, but, yep. but but what's interesting to me is like last week I posted something. I didn't think it was offensive at all. Somebody like posted a comment and, um, you know, I kind of corrected their comment and what was cool, you know, and I think in a loving way, and I think they know me, like they messaged me and we actually like had dialogue about yeah. it, like in what? a good, healthy a, way. What? Yeah. No, in 2023, that's possible. Yes, it anyway, is. So anyway, but. Yeah, I would probably, if you're not ready for that, I would probably not post anything on social media. <laughs> yeah, or if you don't have time to answer. Anyway, good, cool. good stuff, Justin. Yeah, that's Wyatt. good. So, good. hey, let's talk about some questions. Okay. And I've got two questions. The first is, what do you think about the revival that's been happening at 
Asbury. So um, I think that's a great question. If you've not uh, seen this uh, now, uh, at least at the time of recording this, there's continued revival going on in the chapel in Asbury College and Seminary and um, started off just with a few students and now has grown. There's a line out the door trying to get in. Interesting. Um, and of course, Christian Twitter has lots of opinions about <laughs> Christian Twitter. Um, I think you posted something about that some people it should be nat natter. It should something. be natter. Yeah, <laughs> it's yep. just not really. Uh, anyway, um, so what are your thoughts on this? Well, you're the worship pastor, so what are your thoughts? I mean, is it revival if there's no lights and fog? <laughs> is it revival? Can you? Well, there really, are lights. I'm just yeah, there's, just yeah, there's not uh, LED can lights. Uh, and if there's not lots of guitars, is it really? If there's not effects pedals, you know. So here's what I think as the worship pastor. I think. Um, time will tell what yeah. God is doing. And I pray, I've prayed that God would fan the flame mm -hmm. uh, of, of truth. And I believe, you know, he's probably doing something great in many mm -hmm. hearts. And are some people there uh, for wrong reasons? Yeah, sure, because people are, people are in the Sundays church for, for wrong reasons and people do all kinds of things for the wrong reasons. And that's not the, I mean, I'm not gonna tear something apart because of that, because I think God probably is doing some great things. You know, I've, you know, it's the same, like I've been to conferences, I've been to the, and God has worked, you know, particularly mm -hmm. in my heart in those experiences. So I'm not one to, you know, watch, uh, to turn away from that. I do think uh, the fruit will be in the weeks and months to come um, to uh, see, you know, how this plays itself out through, you know, evangelism through engagement in and through the local church, through communities being changed. I don't think this is something that, um, you know, because of, you know, what we believe about the Lord and the Holy Spirit and how he works that like, I understand the draw for people to want to go and yeah. be there. Mm -hmm. However, um, I don't know that you like pick up a piece of something and then bring it back rather but like God can just do that mm -hmm. without you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, like if you feel compelled, yeah. somebody, somebody says, I feel compelled to get, okay, go. Like, I don't care, <laughs> you know, like, if, but I don't think you need to do that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, anyway, the, let's hang on to that one in just a second. Yeah. So that's, let's that's say another episode. Let's say if what's going on there is indeed just immature, like it is like, these are just people who, you know, for whatever reason, they're not where they should be with Jesus, some of them, and they have this desire to be where they want to be with Jesus. And so they had this great worship moment and they just kept it going. And and it's 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 giving it's making them feel good. And let's just say that it that is like what's happening. I'm not saying that is what's happening, but that's probably like worst case scenario, right? Mm -hmm. Like just it's immaturity. It's just a bunch of feelings yeah. and there's some well, emotionalism. Well, I, I would say that. Even if that's the case, like there could be some maturity that comes from that Absolutely. immaturity and a hunger. And and this is like I want to be clear about something. Like you know, we have churches in our community and and uh, you know area and across the world that I think are are preaching the wrong things and focused on the wrong doctrine. And in them are these people who genuinely are hungering for the for God. I am not mad at the people who are genuinely genuinely hungering for God. I'm mad at the teachers who know better because either they shouldn't be a teacher because they're too immature or they shouldn't be a teacher because they're being deceptive. 
you don't, somebody who's immature in the faith, just like a child, like you don't correct the same way you correct an adult. Mm. And so like, I would say like, how can we encourage that desire and direct it in the right direction? That's if it is there. So, so really, you know, time will tell, um, and relationship facilitates moving forward. Best case scenario, you know, I mean, man, the Lord is really stirring yeah. some people's hearts to what he's going to do. And honestly, the, just where that is in the line, mm -hmm. uh, time will tell, uh, the desire to go and see, I don't get, um, a scriptural foundation for that. Yeah. I just don't understand the basis for that scripturally. Yeah. I don't think you can defend that scripturally. Yeah. So if you, if you just, just want to go free time on your hands and you, it's like going to a concert, but I'm also like, why aren't you, you know, to that person, like, why aren't you serving in your local church? Like, why aren't you, and maybe they are, I don't yeah. know, but you I know, about to say, maybe they are, like, but yeah, I, the, the appeal, the draw, I mean, I kind of understand the appeal, but also like, it's more I, just like, you just want to go, go. Like, there's not like a, I have to be there so God can speak to me and I can catch what they're catching. Like God. Yeah. Yeah. That. And I yeah. think if that's what I'm saying, if yeah. you're thinking that, like, why don't you come expecting a little more on Sundays mm -hmm. at your local church? Yeah. That, and that is a big issue. Mm -hmm. you yeah. Know, so, like, I mean, bottom line. Cause I'm, it'll fade, it'll show, it'll fade yeah, out, you yeah, know, absolutely. it'll go and you'll leave and it'll fade mm -hmm. out. So. so bottom line is man, fan the flame and time will tell. So there you go. Yeah. All right. So uh, next question is this, going back to, uh, this is kind of a, a follow-up question to the two episodes we uh, did with uh, Tara, is really uh, how do you guard your heart from being cynical about leaders who may come out as, you know, just in, with false teaching? How do you guard your heart from being cynical about everybody? Um and I think that's a great question. And I, I do think, and you mentioned this earlier, uh, no, that was actually separate, com not on Boggy Talk, that was a separate conversation <laughs> about being a skeptic and how that can lead to being cyn mm -hmm. cynical. And I think that is in all of us. And I do think there is, there probably should be in all of us, given the time and age we're in, a healthy level of, of skepticism mm -hmm, towards anything right. because mm -hmm. we should be examining all things according to scripture. Um, so there should be like a healthy, like, okay, like not accepting, we do trust people, we do trust voices, mm -hmm. but not accepting, I mean, you say this from the platform, like, hey, it's like, you don't have to take, like, look in the word, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I think that is that is step one, you know, foundational, go to the word. Step two is, you know, like people are going to mess up, whether it's mm -hmm. false or, or, or bad doctrine, I should say, not maybe not even false teaching, but bad doctrine or a moral failure, sin, like people are going to, that doesn't mean uh, that everything about them is a sham or wrong necessarily. Um, it could be, but it doesn't necessarily mean that. So I think you just have to walk so humbly. It goes back to grace um, and discernment and yeah. What would you add to that? Yeah. No, I think skepticism when it comes to public personalities in Christian world, especially uh, public, yeah, is definitely needed because it's not, it's not really the design, like the design is the local church. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for me, like there, you can easily find out like how I'm living my life. Um, and I'm not saying any, all of it's perfect, but you know, for me and you, like our pastors, you can find out how we're living our life, how we're spending our money, you know, by and large, like, um, 
how we, uh, who is speaking into our life, who holds us accountable. Um, you can have a conversation with us, ask us questions, see how we respond. And you just can't do that with a, you know, popular Christian. And you probably don't know someone who knows them that mm-hmm. well. And so, you know, I do think like that's, if they don't have anybody speaking into their life and they're building a platform, they're going to head in that direction. Mm-hmm. I mean, 98% of the time. Mm-hmm. And so like, if you can't discern that they do have that accountability and I mean like legit accountability, yeah. not some bros on a board of their church, <laughs> like then just you just yeah. have to be skeptical. Yeah. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you do, I'm not saying cynical, but right. skeptical. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's just not the, I'm not saying it's bad that God, I I mean, we have, there's people who listen to our church who don't live here and, you know, I mean, God uses that and God certainly uses, I mean, I listen to podcasts of people, I, Francis Chan doesn't know who I am, mm-hmm. you know, and Alistair Begg doesn't know who I am. Um, and they, while they seem awesome and sincere, they could be. Right. They, all you I don't know. know like something. you don't I know. Don't. Who, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why you have to know the word. Like, right. I mean, I think it should be drawing us to the word and to boasting in Christ, you know? So that's good. I agree fully. And I don't really have much to add to that. So, um, well, that's the questions we've got. Hey, if you've got more questions for us or follow up from anything we've been talking about today, send them to us or just ask We're us. We're doing okay on time. Yeah. Hey, look We're at that. We're a little late, but that's good. your hey, game will probably well, um, be quick. Hey, I'm in charge of the game today. So okay. here we go. We're going to play a little game of two truths and a lie. Uh, but in honor of President's Day, these are all related oh, to uh, presidents. Oh, and I'm just telling you, I'm... Man, the last time I took like a history class was like AP history in high school. So I'm not, I don't, not great with history. You're probably better at this than me. But all right. So which statement below is a lie? President's Day edition. George Washington was not the first president to live in the White House. There are multiple original copies of the Declaration of Independence still around today. George Washington's teeth were made of wood. Which one is a lie? Which one's a lie? Um, George Washington's teeth were made of wood. That is correct. It is a lie. It's just yeah. a, a wives' tale that that happened. I, you know, it's funny. I read that and I was like, I thought his teeth were made of wood, but mm-hmm. that's just something that I incorrectly learned yeah. along with a lot of other du- people. W, the original W didn't live in a. <laughs> that's right. Didn't live in the White no, House. It was I knew that much later. Mm-hmm. All right, which- and and National Treasure taught me that there are more. Than one copies of the Declaration. <laughs> Man, what a good movie, National yeah, Treasure. Uh-huh. My kids love that movie. Uh-huh. Uh, My kids really didn't like it. I'm really? like, yeah, I, th- I love it. Oh, it was great. Yeah. I liked it. All right, which statement below is a lie? Or what's? I read that question like you're looking at this paper. Which statement is a lie? The oldest American president in history was Ronald Reagan at 78. Uh, eight of the signers of the Declaration of Independence were from the United Kingdom. Hmm. President Barack Obama was the tallest president in history, American history. My, oh man, it's either Reagan or Obama. I'm going to go with Reagan. He he was. He was the oldest. No, no, sorry. I'm, my bad. I meant to say that Obama was not the tallest. Reagan is the uh, tallest. Ah, there you go. Yes, yeah, sorry. there you go. All right, yeah, correct. Lincoln was Sound the like tallest. Sound like my kid's playing a game right now. Oh, no, no, <laughs> I, mean, I meant to say. I meant to say. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> That's my true. Bad. Yeah, Lincoln, because um, Abraham Lincoln, yeah. I, I, how old is, I really don't know this. How old is President Biden? I know he's in his 70s. He's up there. Is he older No, he's than in 70? his 80s now. Is he? Yeah. Okay, so the obvious. How old is President Biden? Answer. Oh, Rasmus Siri. Oh, okay, so 80, the, so we were there both you go. Right. There's two lives. He's not in his right. 80s. Well, this quiz was printed. Uh, this quiz was printed before he was president. Apparently. Oh, okay. So, um, all right. Next one, which is a lie. 
Washington, D.C. was the second capital of the United States. Benjamin Franklin wanted turkeys as the national bird. There is writing on the back of the Declaration of Independence. D.C. Because it was New York and then Philadelphia and then D.C. All right. Well, maybe there's two lies because this quiz says it's Benjamin Franklin. He actually compared a drawing of the eagle saying it was a bad drawing that looked like turkey but did not advocate for the bird to national bird to be a turkey. So there you oh. go. I don't know. We're going to Yeah, maybe maybe I'm confused, but May I have no idea. You could be right. We will google that later or we will. somebody can We will. Yeah, just tell us. <laughs> All right. Yeah, maybe, maybe um, New York was before we were actually legit. I, I or this quiz from quiz.com oh, Q U I C I Z Z could be wrong. So How many state cap How many US capitals had there been? See, we just trust Siri here. Right? It, she says, well, I asked that question. We have slow internet way. connection here in the How studio. How many U.S. capitals have there been? I uh, can't wait. All right, just keep going. All right, this here we go. All right, long. next one. President Lincoln is in the Wrestling Hall of Fame. Three U.S. presidents were cheerleaders in college. President Roosevelt fought the heavyweight champion on the White House lawn. I don't think Roosevelt fought the heavyweight champion on the Apparently, he did. Oh, my uh, goodness. All, I think only maybe one U.S. president was a cheerleader in college. Oh, uh, wow. So there you go. Okay. All right. I don't know which one it was because I didn't take the time to write that down. All right. Here we go. A couple more. Uh, one out of every five presidents has, has either died or been killed in office. President Lincoln created the Secret Service the day he was murdered. There has not been an attempt on a president's life in over two decades. Twenty says, yeah, that's that's true. The Lincoln thing. Oh, actually, it's that there's not been an attempt on a president's life in over two decades that we know of. I'm sure, I'm sure I should probably add on that. But that's a lie, right? That's the lie. Yes. So, so President Lincoln apparently created the Secret Service the day so he was who, murdered. Who did try to kill? I don't know. Because that means there has been an attempt in the last two decades. I don't know. I have somebody, no idea. Somebody, I didn't get the truth. I just, I just figured out. I just took the quiz. Which one's the lie? Uh, you're over here. This is your personality. This is so yeah, funny. Yeah, you're I like know. Googling everything as we take this quiz. Well, That's so funny. Okay. All right. All right. Which statement below is a lie? By the way, DC was the third. The third. So the yes. quiz is New York, wrong. Philadelphia, you're DC. Right. I was you, right. history, yeah, man. man. Come on, man. Way to go. Come on, Way bro. Way to go. Um, which statement is a well, lie? Well, I just knew it because when Jesus founded America, <laughs> it was in Philadelphia. Uh, is that before, the brotherly love, phileo a, love. Before or after the golden tablets were deposited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Anyway, keep going. All right. Here we go. Uh, flag burning is illegal. <laughs> I don't even trust this quiz at all. <laughs> just so you know. Uh, everything we've... <laughs> <laughs> it's ironic that this is coming. I know off a doctrinal. Yeah, yeah. Flag burning is illegal, according to the Supreme Court. There is that's a, true. There is a town that has been burning for sixty-two years. The White House was burned to the ground. Yeah, there isn't a town that was burning for sixty-two years. Well, actually, there? the lie is that flag burning is illegal because it's actually the Supreme Court ruled that it is uh, an expression of the First Amendment right. So. Uh. You're no. right. You're right. That was like not that long ago, right? It really I mean, was. Like 1900. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay. I think you. Well, I guess America is even that old in the first I know. place. So that's that isn't that, that, was, like, that wasn't like in you know Medici time, was it? <laughs> you know, I mean, I you know, I think a strong argument could be made that it should be, but again, it goes against the freedom of speech, which is what they freedom of expression, which is what they ruled. All right.
great. Here we a go. Strong argument, brother. Man, which statement? You burn is that flag alive? in front of me. You see what's going to happen. There is a American. I'm just kidding. By the way, that's not a real threat. <laughs> just so you know, even though I don't think you should burn Man, the, the American the flag. Listen to means. a podcast have just flagged us. Yeah. All right. Uh, there is a town with a population of one person. The Library of Congress has more than 800 miles worth of books. Every state in America contains at least one Springfield. I think number three is wrong. You are correct. There is there is not a Springfield. Springfield, Alaska just doesn't make sense, does it? So no. there you go. There's not springs in, probably in Alaska. You know. Glaciers. I, I, don't know. I don't know. All right. Okay, here we go. Um, last one. Okay. Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg is the wealthiest Supreme Court justice ever, worth more than $18 million. I could see that. Justice Samuel Chase appears on the $10,000 bill. What does this have to do with presidents? Uh, hold on. Okay, sorry. Three former presidents. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Three, <laughs> three former presidents were also Supreme Court justices. Nah. Correct. There's only one. It's okay. Taft. He okay. All right. There you go. Nah. Hey, so now you... <laughs> nah. <laughs> there you go. Sorry. Oh, that's funny. Um, uh, this is random, but did you know that... Uh, well, actually, one more. Here's a president one. Last one. Bonus question. Bonus round. All if right, you get this, right. you win it all. You're you probably win. not listening anymore. All right. President <laughs> Obama made the all-city team for high school basketball. I believe that. President Grover Cleveland had a jaw partially made of rubber. President Lyndon Johnson would hold meetings with his staff in the bathroom on the toilet. I think that the Cleveland thing's false. That is true. Actually, President Obama did not make really? the all-city I bet he's good at basketball. Oh, all-city. Oh, I, all I don't city think team. I realized all-city. I knew all he played city. basketball. So there you go. There, was, yeah. there you go. Hey, so uh, feel free to uh, take the rest of this quiz at Q-U-I-Z-I-Z-Z.com. Please don't. Uh, <laughs> Please don't. I don't know what kind of ads are on there. Uh, it was like it was like an educational site. It was like for teachers. So it was like a oh, – it wasn't okay. like, you know, a, okay. like a – bad quiz site it was just like you know here's this is for teachers so don't use this in your classroom teachers what apparently because that'll define how woke the quiz is if it's used for teachers oh. <laughs> that's why everybody's moving to florida that's, there you go that's right. that's next week on hey thanks for listening <laughs> that's <laughs> not next week i'm just talk. kidding we will not be talking about that <laughs> what but are hey, we talking about next week do we know uh, next week uh we do but i don't have it with me and i can't okay. remember right. so that's a good way of saying in, no we'll find out <laughs> <laughs> thanks for tuning in see you next time thanks for listening to boggy talk we are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.